0: hey good people all right this is the part two of a uh, episode that i did on election the u.s presidential election that is coming up in november 3rd and if you haven't listened to the part one please go back and listen to the part one first and then come back to part two there's so much information there's so much discussion about the importance of the election itself I think this is very informational, so I I really think you're going to enjoy this because the panel that I have assembled is very fun and at the same time they are very serious about uh, voting. So go back and listen to the part one and come back for part two. It was a long uh, panel discussion, hence I had to break it down in two partners because I didn't want anybody to get overwhelmed with so much knowledge and so much information you know so yeah go back and listen to the uh, part one if you haven't already and if you've been waiting for part two you're on the right place I will speak no further and
1: here is your part two so uh, next question I want to ask you all is what are you looking for in a candidate a candidate? So I guess for 2020 it's kind of defined, but from majority of the people I talk to, from the vibe I'm getting is Biden is not the best person, but he's just better version or better than Trump. Like a lot of people are like, we just don't want Trump in the office. So I, I want to discuss what is what what is your What are you looking for in your ideal candidate? And it doesn't have to be this election or twenty twenty four, which I'm shooting too far. But just in general, like a good president, what does a good president look like for you guys, Chris?
2: Yeah, I think the the single biggest thing would be someone who's <laughs> compassionate, um, more humane, just um, comes across as sincere um, who generally cares about the people, um, is not so invested in Twitter <laughs> or, uh, you know, the ratings or anything of that nature. Just, I would like to see someone also younger that is kind of at the forefront of what's going on in the world, whether it's LGBT LGBTQ rights, um, climate change, um, the education system, healthcare. I'd like to see someone who's more of a leader, Um, and just really, I guess, similar in a vein to Obama, like how he just kind of came out of nowhere. Someone who's just not really, maybe someone who's not even involved heavily in politics right now, but who kind of just um, is not part of like previous administrations is kind of a new face. We kind of need um, new blood, I think.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Ari?
2: um
3: yeah i agree with a lot of things that chris said it's kind of like that game of thrones analogy like we're kind of looking for someone to break the wheel but not burn everything to the ground at the same time um spoiler alert sorry if you haven't seen things. <laughs> but um yeah i i think compassion and authenticity are two very important things for me um obviously i want somebody who is compass mentis someone who's logical and rational and actually listens to science but I also want someone who listens to the people um and I mean there is always that argument of like you get it a lot like the conservative versus liberal argument where it's like um well you think that like a president should listen to everybody and like make everybody happy but what about us like and the things that we want it's like what you don't understand a lot of the time like with extremist right-wing people or extreme conservative people the things that you want are misguided and outdated a lot of the time and I think a lot of that issue stems from a lack of education so I think there are just so many infrastructures that need to be readdressed and reassessed and I just yeah like Chris said new blood somebody that's willing to come in and kind of fight the system as it is now But at the same time, keep it civil and do their best to unite people. But I don't think I don't really see that happening anytime soon because we're definitely in a transition period as a global society right now, but definitely in the United States Um, and transitions are never, never just a peaceful affair, unfortunately, but hopefully we come out on the other side for the better.
4: um when i i really liked this question and it made me think a lot and i it, i immediately thought that the person i would like for president could never be president because they'd be too radical on the onset and like just wouldn't make it given the way the system's currently constructed and chris's comment about like a president that tweets a little less like just made me think like after having trump in office as a president like the things that you are looking for and the things that you want like, are just so different, like, answering this question post Obama would have been different, like, Mm
5: -hmm.
4: like, he's done so much in his administration that is like, completely unprecedented, like, who would even think of that? Like, why are you doing some of these things? Or saying some of these things out loud? It's like, a president that, that can construct a proper sentence, and then stop speaking, like, that would be really nice. Like, and that shouldn't be things that should be on the list of criteria. Like it should just be assumed that you can do some of these things Mm -hmm. um, and have some of these conversations. So there's that piece. And I think my ideal candidate is someone from the margins, like someone that's marginalized and underrepresented, ideally ideally a queer black woman, like someone that doesn't come from privilege, someone that doesn't come from financial stability or Mm -hmm like the upper class like I think when we talk about deconstructing systems and like rebuilding systems from the bottom up it has to be someone who's on the bottom to kind of rebuild from that space um and I don't know what it will take but like I'd lay my life down honestly to have someone like that in office that can um that has empathy but like has lived experiences that require empathy just to like kind of get through right like you can have empathy from a position of privilege and you can be the benefactor of that empathy and know what it's like to be um, having those lived experiences. So I think someone who knows and is of the people. So like not someone who listens to the people but someone who's experienced what the people have experienced to be able to lead from that place of like emotional maturity and like emotional intelligence and understanding and then to then have all the political context and everything on top of that too, Um, which is a lot to ask over this, (laughs) who I hope will come and save us. So, I don't know.
6: Thanks. Thanks, Ingrid. Zach. Not an old white man, okay? Someone that's not racist, someone that listens to the people and actually shows up and follows through with what they're gonna do. That's pretty much it. Keep
7: simple. All right.
5: Amazing. Uh, Matthew. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Agreed, uh, because uh, yeah, my candidate doesn't really exist. I don't think it'll it'll ever exist. Uh, but yeah, pretty much someone, I guess, somebody who can actually unite the country. Uh, somebody who's more like practical and can actually do something and not be on a political campaign and say, "Oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. but someone who actually does it, you know, someone who's ideal, who does something something tangible, not you know, give people false hope. But yeah that's that's my ideal candidate. but I don't I don't think that person exists because you know, in general, you're gonna have to lie to get to the office yeah
3: i think that person exists but the way that things are set up right now yeah yeah yeah, i know what you mean yeah
1: Mm -hmm. so kate do you have any follow-ups
7: um yeah so do what am i gonna say to you guys so do you think uh, well, I, I suppose you, from what you've said, you probably do, but that there is more focus, and I, I'm talking about the UK here as well, that there's more focus on having charisma, you know, showmanship, that sort of thing, rather than the qualities that you're talking about. Because a prime example, we had Ed Miliband, which I don't know if you guys will know about Ed, <laughs> but he's not. You know, he's he's not Obama, he's not somebody, you know, like other people, even in our cabinet, you know, that have got a bit of the gift of the gab, you know, a bit more smooth. He isn't. He is a complete nerd. I loved him. I thought he was great because he wanted to get things done. But people didn't want him because of that reason, because he didn't have charisma. He didn't have the gift of the gab. And that really frustrated the hell out of me. The hell out of me because I want somebody like you guys want, you know, somebody that is compassionate, empathetic, that has lived life like the majority of the people in the country, not the minority that have, you know, things where they've never had to live without or, you know, choose to go with or without. And the fact that you don't have free healthcare in the US as well, which is a massive issue, isn't it? With the fact for a lot of people, you know, I. I mean, it's only been the past few years I've realised how much of an impact that has on people over, over there. Like, we obviously have the NHS and it is unbelievable, you know, the difference in how you guys have to manage. And, yeah, me and Ari have had many conversations where I've literally had my mouth down here where she says you have to pay for an ambulance, which is, like, the most alien thing I think I've ever heard of in my life because we don't do that we just ring the phone and it comes and it takes someone and that's it you know there's no bill or anything like that that we have to worry about so it's that kind of thing for me which is again about three questions in one
1: so
7: (laughs) i'll leave you with that i could do this i think matthew
1: matthew had a reaction and then we're going to move to ingrid and then we're going to move to the next question uh matthew
5: yeah, I just, um, I just wanted to point it out that uh, historically speaking, charisma is very important uh, because people will not listen to you if they don't feel like you can articulate your point in a way that, you know, you can sort of push it through or, you know, make it happen. So I, I think, yeah, historically, yeah, charisma is important because people will not listen to you if you're maybe soft-spoken or whatever but you know I could be wrong I don't know if it works in other country but I in general the west historically yeah it's mostly people with charisma who can actually yell out their you know their Sounds plans and whatsoever yeah
1: and good
4: yeah um I think separately from charisma I'm like thinking of Obama and stuff like he's an incredible public speaker. Like he can eloquently communicate what he needs to. And after watching the presidential debate, I'm just like, neither of you can actually form a coherent sentence. Again, sentence forming is very important for the president period. And like when you think of like leaders in Americans history like Martin Luther King could form a bomb ass sentence like these types of things are important and charisma helps too like in terms of having a platform and like reaching folks like of all ages and all um demographics and all races and creeds like Martin Luther King was able to get white people to listen to him like it really matters like how your ability to communicate with folks and if you are also very polished and like Presentable, I think that matters too. I think in politics in America, if you are coming from a marginalized background or a dimension of difference, like respectability politics is like the number one thing on the list. Like, can you talk and dress like white people? And that'll give you a couple points in the right direction. And then we can start talking about the rest. And like, if you have money, that helps too. If you have connections, that also helps. I feel like Charisma is key, and kind of unlocking a lot of those things. Um, in addition to some like actual tangible skills that you also need to have.
1: Thank you, Ingrid. So, I wanna. So, I I obviously watch news a lot, and uh, I cannot believe there still is there still are undecided voters. So, this is your chance uh to give this undecided voters if you have anything to say and also now i'm going to start timing it because i asked you guys for just a couple hours and i don't want to go beyond that so uh each of you is going to get two minutes and then follow-up will be limited to a minute and then we're going to take it from there so chris uh any mess First of all, have you decided who to vote for? And then if you have uh, the message for the undecided voter. And if you haven't, what the fuck? Okay, Chris.
2: Yeah, so I've already decided in terms of like the presidential election. I'm just working on the other candidates now. But um, I guess my message would be pretty simple. And um, it would just be to make sure you vote. Uh, and vote however you feel comfortable, whether you vote by mail, whether you vote in in person or if you vote early. Um, It's one of the rights we have in this country. You should exercise it. And um, I just think it's important because, um, you know, there's a trickle down effect. A lot of things are going to be affected in in the long term, in the short term and long term. So if you want to have a say in how you feel like the future of the country should go, you should. Cast your vote, please. Thank you, Chris. Ari,
1: have you voted or have you decided and what what's your message for the undecided voters?
3: I have voted. Um, my message for undecided voters is make your voice heard. I know that there are a lot of factors which could contribute to you not having voted yet or not deciding who to vote for yet, or if you even want to vote, but I would just ask you to please look outside of yourself, look at the country, look at what's going on, not only in our country, but in the world. And please realize that even though you might feel insignificant, your actions can have a huge impact on your community and the larger community around you. And it is very important that we take care of each other as humans. Um, It's very important that we take care of our planet as well And if we don't have those things, we don't have anything. So I would just say, do your research. Um, It's not just about the president. Look into your local community, look at your local representatives and do your research on who you wanna see and what you want to see from them. Um, And yeah, please don't take your right to vote for granted because so many people in the world would kill to have their voice heard and yeah, we just can't, can't let it go to waste. Thanks, Ari.
6: Zach? Um, I have made my decision. I'm going to be voting. Um, as far as a message to the younger generation, I guess people who haven't voted or are undecided show up. A lot of people have made a lot of sacrifices for us to have the right to vote. Like indigenous people and black people here, like haven't always been able to vote. And people have died fighting for that right to vote. So show up do it for the people around you because a lot of people around you are, are counting on your vote too to sway it in, in their favor for what their beliefs are so show up. Thank you Zach. Ingrid?
4: Just do it to the undecided voters and drag your friends and family there too and maybe drag is too harsh of a term but I very kindly picked up my sisters one afternoon and I'm like, I'll buy you lunch, just go and do this thing. (laughs) I think it's one thing to like, as an individual, have that onus and ability and mobility to get to the polls and do it. Awesome. Like extend the olive branch for those in your circle. I think that's something we can do fairly easily. And I think during COVID, like we also are looking for a sense of community and a sense of relation to other people. And this is a great thing to come around on, um, especially for like new voters. And like, I think of my younger cousins who are turning 18 for the first time and have just like never been there. Like, it's not scary. Let's just go to this place and like sign some paper. Like, I think people just need to be shown. And um, if you're undecided and you have voted before, great spend some time making a decision. There are some really great resources out there where you can like uh, create your ballot and like answer some open-ended questions and like make it less scary and more efficient during your time at the actual poll. So leverage your resources and bring your people along.
1: Thanks, Ingrid. Matthew? Uh,
5: Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same for me. I would say, yeah, go out, vote. And by the way, I I voted. Uh, go out, vote, kind of following up on what Zach said too. It's don't take it for granted. There are a lot of people out there who don't, you know, don't have the opportunity to do the same. But yeah, go out and vote. Do your research, regardless of who you vote for, you know, do your research and see if they align to your, you know, ideal or whatever. But yeah, let's just go out and vote. Do it. Easy. Thanks, Matthew.
1: So, uh, Kate, do you have any reaction, comments, questions?
7: Um, only, I pretty much, you know, to say what everybody else has just said, you know, it takes, um, what, five, ten minutes to vote. So many people have sacrificed to get the opportunity for us to be able to vote, and as as everybody else has said, there are so many other people around the world that haven't got that opportunity and would be desperate for it. But when you do vote, one thing I would ask anyone really is if you are in a comfortable position, always think of the people that aren't so comfortable, that aren't, you know, living the life you are and make sure your vote includes them in your decision because you are, you know, you could potentially, make all the difference or you know make somebody's life utterly miserable depending on your vote and I think it is a real responsibility if you are in the position of privilege you know you vote for yourself and you know hand on heart always do that always make sure that you're voting for you um but yeah please don't waste it because that's the thing that I get frustrated the most over is you know it takes two minutes That Like you've already said, there's so many resources out there that I've used for myself when I've felt that I have been overwhelmed and confused by the different parties and what they have on offer. There's so many simple things out there now, even like questionnaires or surveys that give you, you know, a roundabout idea at the end of it, who your beliefs and values align with, even if that helps, do it. But please do not waste your vote because we cannot go through another world with a Trump and a Johnson. I can't do it. You guys can't do it. I can't do it. We can't do it. So please vote. That's all I've got to say. Thank you, Kate's out.
1: Thanks, Kate. So I am curious, what are your guys' voting rituals? I know it is COVID, and I know there is a lot of other shit going on. So what do you do on an ordinary, let, let's pretend there is no COVID around. So what's your n- normal uh, voting ritual? And also, yeah, yeah I got to say something on the chat. I can, this cannot be recorded. So keep your eye on ch- uh, the chat. And Chris, why don't you start?
2: I promise not to leak the details of the private chat. Now, um, I don't have any voting rituals per se. I just um, primarily like in 2008 and 2012, I went and voted with my parents. Um, So if it was a normal year, I'd probably just do something like that. Um, But uh, other than that, no specific rituals. Like I do try to do as much research as I can on the candidates prior to um, making my decision but i just i just go in i find out where my where i'm registered to vote for and i just cast my vote
4: uh, so i uh, like to make an event out of it very true american fashion and celebratory i take a half day from work so i'm not in until 11 and i go get nice coffee nice brunch and I try to walk to the polls to give my time some time to think and reflect on our nation's history, what's going on in terms of current events. Maybe I'll call a friend and then I do it and then I go to work. Not much of a ritual, but just what happened to happen this time around.
6: Yeah, I don't really have much of a ritual for it either. I just, uh, I do it while I'm on the clock, I show up while I'm on the clock for work and I usually bring uh, one of the kids I work with to vote so they can see what it's like, even if they're not of age, I just bring them with just so they can see.
3: What the process is. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good idea. Um, I don't really have a ritual. Well, I guess I wouldn't really call it a ritual, but both times that I've been eligible to vote have been since I've been living in the UK. So I've only been able to vote via mail and ballots. Um, and I guess it's kind of strange for me because yeah like Ingrid said I do kind of reflect on like the current state of affairs and also the history and and what I hope for in the future but I always tend to kind of like look my ballot over a hundred times be like I definitely filled in the right bubble didn't I didn't like accidentally vote for Trump or accidentally vote for the wrong person or whoever I don't want to vote for and I just kind of like take it in like I take a mental image of my ballot and I'm very like conscious when I put it in the envelope but I'm very conscious about it yeah and I wash my hands <laughs> oh wait that wasn't for me oh shit <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, COVID, obviously like I take it to the post office so I like to have germ free, free hands to do that but anyway um yeah that's that's my process I like to Make it a conscious effort, and I like to make it something that I'll remember, a core memory. <laughs>
5: yes. Um, yeah, for me, um, I think mean, normally I do like a last minute. Normally, I research the candidate before before I go to the polls or before I send my ballot in. I do like a last minute uh, research again to kind of look at my candidate and mm-hmm. see, you know, if they align with. Uh, you know if they align with what i want uh pretty much yeah like what uh, ariana uh, Igor said basically try to re- reflect on what's going on right now and make my decision on that so it's i don't know i've i've been doing that since i started voting and i've kind of stick to it um i don't know if it's if it's necessary because normally you know i already know who i want to vote for from day one but it's just—it's one thing to just kind of look over again and see how this person is going to affect you or the people you know who are less privileged than you. But yeah, that's just my ritual: look at the uh, candidate, try to see if they align with what my you know ideal candidate would. But yeah.
1: So I have a, a general question. I think. Um, so And only answer or use the reaction to, if you want to answer, because this might be something you might want to openly talk about. Have you changed the party you have voted for? Or like, has your history been the same? Or have you, you know what I mean? Have you always been voting this for one party? Or have you ever flipped? Uh, Matthew?
5: So I've, um, I've, Normally presidential, my party has been the same, uh, but like, you know, state governors or uh, state senate or the senators or house rep, normally the it's changed. It, like I said, it just depends on what a line, I, I don't do like a straight, I know there's some people, I don't know what they, I forgot what they call them, like the straight line party voters, or they just vote for one party, the whole you know, without looking at their idea or whatever. But yeah, I've 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 pretty much, yeah, I've it, it depends on what the candidate uh, what they align with. But yeah, in terms of presidential, my presidential voting has always been pretty much the same. But under that, it's different. And good.
4: So I've always voted the same in the elections that I voted in um, Democrat here. Um, but I think as of late and kind of just reflecting more on like the intentionality and polarity around like the Republican and democratic parties, like I've been trying to question that about myself a little bit more. It's like, are all Republicans crap or all of their spokespersons just misaligned with my values? Um, especially with like the rise of black Democrats via Kanye and things like that are, Black Republican, sorry, via Kanye. Um, it's like, okay, what's actually going on there, and like, is there something for me to learn? But it hasn't proven to really shift how I vote. But I don't know. You can always learn more about the other side, I guess.
1: And if if there was any other reaction, I I was looking at other questions, so I totally missed it. Is there anybody who wanted to? Okay. Uh, Kate, do you have any follow ups question comments? Um, I
7: don't think so. No um, oh god over here. It's been real fun. Okay. Actually.
1: Okay. So uh, it is fun, but I am thinking of making this extra fun. So just for anybody who's listening listening to the podcast, these were the questions I've sent you sent these questions ahead of time. But the next round, I'm calling election rapid fire round. Uh, These I have not sent to anybody. Kate, I gave her access. I don't know if she saw it, but Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in this round, what we're gonna do is randomly, Kate and I are gonna pick pick a person and then we're gonna throw a random word that is pre-selected in a way. And you give a phrase or word that whatever comes in your mind, okay? Did that make sense? Okay. So Kate, uh, are you looking at that document that I shared?
7: I, I'm just gonna get it up now.
1: Sounds good. So why don't I take the first, uh, what you call this, row or column? Row, sure. I think. I'll take the first row and then you take the second and we're gonna take it from there, okay? Okay,
7: uh, okay.
1: And I know it is kind of disadvantaged for the first person we pick but just get over it jesus <laughs> so uh matthew yes oh, <laughs> joe <laughs> biden
5: i'm sorry what was the question again <laughs> joe head.
1: biden uh, give part. me a word or a phrase whatever old. comes into your mind joe biden
5: old
6: zach joe biden Struggle, man he's he's gonna he's gonna support us but it's gonna be a struggle ari joe biden
3: my first reaction was old as well (laughs) um but every time i hear biden i automatically think obama and that kind of gives me a warm fuzzy feeling so
1: chris biden
2: Struggling to find the right word for this, but um, so I'm just gonna go with like a kind of like a word and then like a short phrase, like adaptable. Like he changes his perspective, which is a good and bad thing. Ooh, yeah, and yeah. good Biden
4: withering away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
6: Did you say withering?
4: Yes. So, like just be him, just losing himself. <laughs>
1: Now, I guess you know what's coming next. Chris, Trump.
2: Asshole?
4: No. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ingrid, Trump. Stupid. Zach, Trump. Selfish. Ari, Trump. Eight. Matthew, Trump. Divider. Okay, we're gonna move to the next term or next word I have, Ingrid, Kamala Harris. Conflicting. Zach, Kamala Harris.
6: She seems pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Ari, Kamala Harris.
3: I don't think suspicious is the white, right <laughs> is the right word to <laughs> Freudian slip um uh it's not yeah not suspicious but kind of like i guess conflicting yeah like ingrid said
1: chris kamala harris strong matthew kamala harris
5: i would say question mark on her
3: yeah
1: that's fair yeah ari Mike Pence. Fly. <laughs> Ingrid, Mike Pence.
3: The
4: double.
1: Chris, Mike Pence.
2: Um, an accessory to to hate, I guess.
1: Matthew, Mike Pence.
5: I'll say conservative.
1: Zach, Mike Pence. He's an idiot. Okay, oh, this is this is a fun one, and this is something Kate uh, Kate recommended, and I totally am stealing from Kate. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, Karens.
5: Who? <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Karen's. No, Karens. Oh Karens. Uh... Good old Karens. <laughs> Uh, Can I see your manager?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, Karens. Sad, but entertaining. (laughs) Ari, Karens.
3: Entitled suburban nightmare.
1: (laughs) Zach, Karens. White privilege. Ingrid, Karens.
4: Shapeshifters and all around us. That's scary.
1: (laughs) All right, Kate, I'm going to let you take over.
7: Okay, so we're going from the next line down, yeah? Yep. Okay, so Ingrid, cancel culture.
4: Unfortunate.
7: Okay, Chris, cancel culture.
2: Going too far.
7: Mm. Ari, cancel culture.
3: Context dependent.
7: Matthew, cancel culture. Corrupt. Zach, cancel culture.
6: Pretty damaging.
7: Hmm. Have I got everybody? (laughs) You did. Excellent. Okay, I'm gonna go Zach, Black Lives Matter with it yeah uh ingrid black lives matter
4: our nation's hope
7: ari black lives matter muted mate
3: absolutely they do
7: (laughs) matthew black lives matter the message Who haven't I got now? Chris. Black Lives Matter, Chris. Amen. Have I got everybody? I'm leaving. No, it. you did. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Ari defunding the police. I think
3: you're on mute. You <laughs> Reluctant. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Reluctant, yes.
7: Um. Ingrid, defunding, please. Necessary. Zach, defunding, please.
6: Change.
7: Chris, defunding, please. I
2: was going to say change, but I'd say more hesitance. Hmm.
7: Matthew, defunding please.
5: I would counter and say reform the police. Mm.
7: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach, Democrats.
6: Uh wow, yeah.
5: Uh, I don't know what to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Really push you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um.
6: Uh. Supportive.
7: Matthew, Democrats.
5: I would say not practical enough.
7: Ari, Democrats.
3: First thing that comes to my mind is my mom, my mom, for Americans,
7: um, and me.
4: Ingrid, Democrats? Good ish guys. Don't want to say the good guys, but you know, the good ish. The good enough guys. Good enough guys, yes. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> Zach.
4: Oh, Chris.
7: I'm oh, sorry, Chris.
2: Yeah, it's almost like the lesser of two evils. That's what I'll go with. Okay. Oh,
7: Republicans. Zach. Crash. Chris, Republicans.
2: Misguided.
7: Ari, Republicans. I just think
3: colonial religious fanatics.
7: Matthew.
5: I know that's not... oh, sorry. Matthew, uh, I would say old order.
7: Ingrid, Republican,
4: Jim Crow, and like the deep south. I just, I know Democrats were a part of Jim Crow too, but I just associate them with a lot of that.
1: Okay, so now I'm gonna take over from Kate and Chris, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a good musician.
1: <laughs> Ari, Kanye West.
2: Newton.
3: I miss the old Kanye.
1: <laughs> Zach, Kanye West.
6: Um, it's, yeah, just a mistake.
1: <laughs> Ingrid, Kanye West.
4: Uh, mental health crisis and like what it looks like on people with a platform
1: yeah matthew Kanye west
5: i would say confuse
1: sounds good so next up matthew 2020 <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much.
3: the silence is so revealing
5: uh, this is open and soon
1: it no would. Zach, 2020. Tough. Ingrid, 2020.
4: I know it's supposed to be just one word, but like the Pentagon release that UFOs actually exist, but that was <laughs> like no one cared. Nobody cared about it. <laughs> so like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ari, 2020.
3: Oh Unnecessary evil.
1: Chris, 2020.
2: Uh, COVID.
1: Ari, misinformation. Deadly. Zach, misinformation. Hurtful. Matthew, misinformation?
5: Uh, I would say, get a third eye.
1: Ingrid, misinformation?
4: Fake news.
1: Chris, misinformation? Everywhere. Now, next topic, Ingrid. Brianna Taylor
4: justice needed
1: Chris Brianna Taylor murdered Ari Brianna Taylor
7: it mate
3: <laughs> unjustified tragedy
7: Zach,
1: Rihanna Taylor. Rest in peace. Matthew, Rihanna Taylor.
5: I would say Black Lives Matter.
1: And we can, and obviously uh, Ari, George Floyd.
3: Black Lives Matter.
1: Zach, George Floyd. Black Lives
6: Matter.
1: Chris, George Floyd. Symbol. Ingrid, George Floyd.
4: Minneapolis.
1: Matthew, George Floyd.
5: Tangible Hope.
1: Now Kate is gonna take over.
7: Okie dokie. Um Chris racism.
2: Unaccounted for.
7: Ingrid, racism.
4: Covert.
7: Ari racism. Sinister. Zach, racism. Matthew.
4: Ignorance
7: Uh, Ingrid, mask
4: Wear it Zach That's such a good
6: answer Wear it, (laughs) yes
7: Ari Mask
3: First response, first thought in my head is Halloween But also, yeah Get it on, keep it on Make sure it's covering your nose, make sure it's clean Don't be a
7: cavern <laughs> yeah, don't be a about, about it.
5: Or or chat about it. Uh, uh, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, save lives.
7: Chris, racism, have I ever come to you? I don't know. I'll
2: say it again. I think well, well like mask. you did racism already. Yeah. Oh, for mask, uh, don't be selfish, put it on, save lives. It takes it's not that big of an inconvenience. <laughs> uh,
7: Matthew. Ask
5: you mask. Was that again? I'm sorry.
7: Mask. I
5: think you asked. Matthew. Oh, I think I answered it. Yeah, I said save lives.
7: Did you? Sorry, okay. this is where my mind just starts. That's alright. Okay. Um, Ingrid, vaccine. Won't take it. Chris, vaccine. Oh wait. What <laughs> <laughs> <always>
2: happens? <laughs>
7: Matthew,
2: vaccine. Same with Chris,
5: I'll wait.
7: Zach, vaccine.
5: Long process.
7: Mm. Ari. I'd say
3: I would take quality over instantaneousness.
7: Yeah. Okay, Ingrid, public health care.
4: Why don't we have it?
7: Zach, public health
5: care.
7: Three. Matthew, public health care.
5: I'll say for the poor.
7: Chris, public health care.
2: We need a plan.
7: Ari, public health care. Bare minimum, human essential um zach riot that is an instruction by the way
6: (laughs) you said there's an instruction (laughs) uh you said you said riot yeah um
5: change
7: matthew riot
5: i'll go with zach to um necessary for change
7: Chris, Riot.
2: Conflicted on that.
7: Ingrid, Riot. Protest. Ari?
3: An opportunity to be heard, although context dependent. Mm. good job
1: guys i think that that is all we have and looking at time we are almost close to wrapping up so uh, we're just going to go around one last time any final thought let's let's make it short let's make it simple one final thought and kate you're going to say something too to american people so we're going to go around and we're going to start with chris final sentiment
2: Yeah, I'll just try to keep it simple. Um, Just on November 3rd, just go out and vote, however you feel most comfortable with. Um, Don't be intimidated by the rhetoric used by the current regime. Um, Your voice matters, so please vote. Ari?
3: Uh, There is so much at play. Um, You really cannot afford to be one track minded right now. Um, As difficult and as exhausting as it is, it is very important to be taking all of what's going on into consideration even if it's uncomfortable for you to address change is uncomfortable and it's an important thing to leave your comfort zone and educate yourself.
6: Zach? I don't know I just feel I feel ready I'm I'm motivated I'm inspired I just like I'm ready for battle like if things don't go a certain way like I'm not going to quit on that
1: Ingrid?
4: Um, Things aren't perfect, but we have an opportunity, get to the polls, bring your family, bring your friends, like choose each other, choose community, um, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Matthew?
5: I would say uh, keep the change momentum going. Um, uh, I would say hold your candidate accountable and also let's have a conversation with the other side.
7: Okay. Yeah. Um, pretty much what everybody else has said, other than that, it would be um, what I said earlier, which is remember that your vote isn't just about you. This isn't about you. This is a lot bigger than that. Um, yeah, if you're privileged, think of people that have got less than you and if you haven't got more than everybody else, then definitely think for yourself. Um, Please don't waste your vote. Um, And also, yeah, definitely look into things. The UK and um, the US both work together, both involved in a lot of things. So what one does affects the other and vice versa. So I just hope that everybody is compassionate in this election and you guys in the US get, you know, what you deserve, anybody deserves, which is a country that's fair and, you know, is safe and thinks about everybody, not just a minority, which is very much in the UK at the moment. The uh, minority is being looked after where the rest are not. So, yeah, I hope this 2020 is... You know, something that has given us plenty to think about, plenty to learn from, and also made our eyes open to the point of where we're not able to turn away, which I think um, a lot of people have had the opportunity to do. And this year has obviously made people look at a lot of things that they have not wanted to or have thought isn't, you know, a part of their issue. So. Yeah, I'm hoping with you guys that this year is a positive change for everybody and goddamn give yourself some free healthcare. I want <laughs> that <you> so bad, <laughs> really bad. So, <laughs> if anything, free healthcare. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, thanks. Kate. And I'm gonna say what everybody was kind of ish hesitant go fucking vote, just just fucking say it. Jesus, anyways, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I hope my listeners. Uh, whoever will listen to this podcast episode will get some information and get this encouragement to vote because that fucking matters you know so again thank you all for your time and yeah you guys know what you're doing you all are all are amazing human thank you
3: thank you
7: thank you bye
0: Alright, that sums up the whole two-parter podcast and like I said, it was a long discussion so I didn't want to overwhelm you guys, the listeners, with so much information because I know there was so much information thrown around in that discussion. Everybody had so much to express, so much emotions going through and I'm sure it is going similar kind of uh, emotion and expressions you might have you might be going through so i really thought this might be helpful to make up your mind if you haven't already uh to gain some extra information i really hope you learned something out of this i hope you are more informed than than you were coming this election and you make a better choice so again i have said it said this in the part one i'm i was really proud by the end of this discussion and i myself learned a lot of things so i want to thank my panelists uh i want to thank ari zach kate ingrid matthew chris all of you thank you so much and i want to thank you all listener who have been immensely immensely supporting i get messages saying hey when is the next podcast gonna come up when is the next episode gonna come up so guys i am working on new projects so follow me on social media especially instagram it is at my good place pod that is where i post, uh, post a lot of updates and i am looking to do a discussion panel of non-us citizens so if you are one of or if you are a non-us citizen but you pay close attention to us politics or you are living in the united states like myself who is not a u.s citizen, but the change of administration or not change of administration is directly going to affect me and people like me so if you want to be on the panel just reach out. You can email me at mygoodplace.pod at gmail.com or just DM me on Instagram at mygoodplacepod. And I think that is it. And again, I cannot stress this enough. This election is a historic... It has a historic significance. Whichever... Person becomes a president this is big so you can contribute who can vote so or who can run or govern the country so it is your right practice your right go go vote I cannot stress this enough thank you all and I will hopefully be back soon and hopefully we will have better tomorrow than today see y'all